Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by. Everybody, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. Good to have you with us tonight. And we are broadcasting live on this July 24th, 2022 from KDIX Studios, Dickinson, North Dakota. Local AM radio station here. 
in western North Dakota. We've been doing this for 20-some years. Glad to be with you tonight. I was writing notes frantically on my piece of paper right up to the very last refrain of this is that. But no, I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for the show. Lately, Pastor Bob hasn't got to preach much. We've been having vi- visiting preachers. Today we had uh, Pastor Ben Lee with us. He uh, is in Jamestown, and he uh, he's he was preaching today in our local church. He and his wife, Deanne, were in the area, and so glad to have them and minister to our church. Great service today. We had I think we had like 15 visitors there, something like that. So um, we've been seeing a real... Uh, uptick in in um, new people coming to church. We're excited about that. We've got a building that will hold them, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. That's right on Interstate 94. That building will hold 500 people pretty comfortably. Uh, bathrooms, seating, everything. Uh, great fellowship area. Just a great, great building. Great bunch of people coming already, but we don't have 500 yet. So we haven't filled up this building, but we're <coughs> planning on doing it. We've been, uh, as Ben Lee told me today, we've been getting rid of people. We we uh, are trying to send them out. He's uh, moved to Jamestown to become the pastor there. And then we've got our church in Beach that just got up and running completely. They don't come to our church anymore, but they are they have their own Sunday and Tuesday service in Beach. And then down in Bowman, who um, Yvonne and Marin are listening tonight, they texted me. Uh, they have their own services midweek and Sunday service, Wednesday and Sunday, so our goal is to start churches that promote the Acts 238 message all across southwest North Dakota and um, and Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Do we have anybody from Pennsylvania listening? We've got a man out of our church that's pastoring a church in Washington, Pennsylvania. Some dear friends of ours, uh, Jake and Anna Hostetler and all their family and their kids and their brother-in-laws and everybody. Let's see, who's texting me tonight? We've got, I think, the, who was the earliest one? I think I wrote it down. An hour ago, Brother Greg Johnson texted me, said he's ready to listen to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We've got Brother Griffith listening, did, or did I just write him down? No, maybe not yet. Brother Jones is listening. We've got um, Tim in North Carolina just piped in. We've got Sister Brett's listening tonight. Missed you today. She's not feeling good. So uh, you can text me, 701-290-7862, and let me know that you're listening. Uh, let's see, I'll start out with a little song just to relax here. And uh, kind of excited about the program tonight, just kind of excited about it. feel like it's a simple, really simple, but uh, but also maybe can give somebody an answer how they can really, really seek God and uh, be successful doing that. Well, I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. 
That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. And I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell. Through him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you. So the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell. Through him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you. So the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. Take my life and let it be a reflection of you. So the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. You know, tonight, and if you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, uh, reach out to me, 701-290-7862. Don't call that number. Text it. Uh, we've got Billy Stormy uh, emailing me in um, out in the Philippines. Good to have him tonight. Boy, he had an episode, a health episode that I heard about. I'll, I'll look at his email in just a little bit. But we've got... Uh, Tonight I want to talk about, I want to start at Matthew 6.33. And then, uh, oh, let's see, we got some microphone problems here. You hear that? Squeak, squeak, squeak. Matthew 6.33, my, my pastor's favorite verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is the cure to all your problems. Seek God first, and everything else will take care of itself. That's what Jesus said. I believe that. I really do. I don't believe you can be too heavenly-minded to be any earthly good. I believe that if you seek God first, you love God with all your heart, uh, he'll put it all together for you. Everybody's trying to put it all together without doing that, and it never gets together. Now, the above Scripture, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, is really the crux of everything. But tonight I'm going to go in kind of an odd direction, maybe, and I want to make my disclaimers first. But would it be possible that people attending church could lose focus on true spirituality, on seeking God? Uh, could it be that they they would forget about what they're supposed to doing and just kind of get tied up in an organization, uh, kind of throwing out the baby with the bathwater, not really realizing maybe church is about, hey, you know, she got a new dress or or um, just our friends or, or, or whatever. Um, uh, I think the, critis, the critics of organized churches have been very quick to point out over the years this obvious concept that you could go to church 
and not really be seeking after God. And I want to say this, and I want to come across like not defensive, but it maybe sounds defensive, but many times I'm insulted when people say stuff like that to me. Hey, you know, people go to church, but they miss the whole point. Pastor, you realize that? You know, let me just tell you this, you critics that possibly are listening, yes, we realize that. Yes, we understand that. Yes, it can even happen to us. Sometimes we kind of forget the reason we're doing what we're doing. You know, unfortunately, these people that think that you can be spiritual and not go to church, they are very idealistic in some of their approach. Uh, People that are critical of churches um, that do not facilitate true spirituality, and there are churches like that out there, I suppose, But many times, these critics may be overlooking what is really going on. I I did a radio show here a while back. I think I called it a new kind of Pharisee. I don't know what I titled it. But you can be a non-churchgoer and be a Pharisee of the Pharisees because you got the rest of us all, you got us figured out, you think. You've got it all figured out. You think that people that go to church are a bunch of hypocrites, missing the point, don't love God, don't love people. You're, they're just missing the point. You say you got hurt going to church, and now you never are going to go again. And you can become very, very idealistic. And these super spiritual critics sometimes are themselves, most of the time, without any plan to help anybody truly facilitate Matthew 6.33 to seek first the kingdom of God. These super critics, these super spiritual critics, um, are have no plan to really help anybody get close to God, but they would rather just point out how other people are missing the point. They're the classic, you know, shout at the darkness instead of lighting a candle kind of people. And I've listened to this criticism over the years. I've thought about it much over the years. But let's take a look, another look tonight at what God's church, the local church, really has going for it. You know, it's interesting, and I here again, I'm, I probably sound offensive, and I don't want to sound offensive, but just, just bear with me, maybe I'll get over it. But, you know, years ago, we, you know, we started the church here in Dickinson from scratch. We, we, you know, met in a couple different motels at first, and then we were able to secure a little building on a, on the central part of Dickinson, a building that, that seat, seated maybe 100 people, and we'd t- at times jam 180 people into that building plus sometimes. Um, you know, we uh, but the, the start, anybody that's ever started a Pentecostal church will understand what I'm saying. We had several congregations come and go. We could get a crowd, um you know, we could get a crowd of people coming, you know, sometimes 30, 40, 50 people, and then they'd all quit or move or or just you'd be back to your 15 or 20. And I remember, you know, struggling during those days and just really trying to give it our best. And, and uh, I remember one particular time a lady and her daughter were there, and after the service she kind of waved me over. She was sitting in the middle of the church, and, you know, everybody was around, you know, visiting, and she said, I just want you to know that we're not going to be back. 
but I'll give you a few pointers on what you're doing wrong. And I smiled and acted like I was interested, but these super spiritual people many times are missing the point of what's happening. Tonight, I don't know, I think I'm going to title this The Secret of the Local Church. You know, uh, let me just keep going down this vein for just a little bit. You know, years ago, when we were in the middle of struggling starting the church, we had a family coming from New Mexico. Now, this was a family, an extended family of people that had a type of church background, not an Acts 238 background, but a type of Pentecostal background. And anyway, I was trying to reach these people and disciple these people. I was having, my wife and I were having Bible study in their home. And there was one of the sisters, her name was Francine, and I think I can say her name now because I don't, this has been many, many years ago. But at the end of the Bible study, Francine piped up. Now, Francine had not been to our church more than just a handful of times. And Francine and, and her brother and one of her sisters had been coming pretty faithfully, and Francine said, this is what she told me. She said, our church home back in New Mexico, we had something going every night of the week. She said, we had something going. It, I mean, we, it was a going church every night of the week. And and I listened to her for a little while, and finally my answer to her was very obvious, and it brought her family to cheers, not tears. They were clapping. I told her, Francine, I said, you might have had a church back in New Mexico like that. But I said, since you've lived here, you hardly have ever even visited our church more than just a few times even the measly twice a week that we have church. See, many critics are the ones that do not get involved in their local church. So how do we put Matthew 6.33 in practice? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. One way, not the only way, but one way is to get involved in a local church. A local church works like a team of believers working together to reach their area, their community. They're moving in the same direction. They're following leadership. It doesn't have to be their idea. You know, um, one time I heard of a pastor that every day at a certain time, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he left his office at the church and he went somewhere. He was gone for a half an hour to 45 minutes. He came back. Nobody knew where he went. People were kind of nervous, like, where is he going? And finally, somebody thought, well, I'm one of the people at the church. I'm going to follow him and see where he's going. So they followed him, and here this pastor every day was going down to the train track. And he knew what time the train came through his town, and he would just sit there and watch the train come through town. And this person came up to him and said, Pastor, why do you do this every day? He said, I just like watching something that follows behind something else <laughs> instead of having to be pushed. You see, being involved in a local church is not a man-made idea. It was God's idea from the very beginning. Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, it says, And they continue daily with one accord in the temple. They, notice that daily, and they were all together, they were working as a team. And breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness, singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. 
and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know, in Hebrews chapter 10 and 1025, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. You know, yeah, in other words, we've got to get together. You know, if you look up those verses, you look up that word in the Bible, one another in the New Testament, you're not only going to find exhorting one another, you're going to find praying for one another, forgiving one another, loving one another, provoking one another to good works. See, these are things that all the things that the local church does. And so tonight in our program, I want to talk about this because there are people that think and want to. I'm imagining that the people listening to me in Dickinson, North Dakota today that don't attend church, and I think there are some of you out there, I want to I want to talk to you about going and being part of a local church is, is one of the greatest ways to facilitate Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you want to put Matthew 6.33 in practice in your life, and you live in this area of Dickinson, North Dakota, we have put together a framework, and we have a building to meet in. You know, you don't need a building to have church, but it sure is nice when it's cold, snowing, raining, hot. I mean, there's nothing wrong with church buildings. There are people that think there are, but there's not. We've put together a framework where we can help you, we can help your family to seek God. And that's what we're endeavoring to do, and that's what we want you to come and join us instead of just laying at home and and watching the tube. Suddenly you're gone Sit and watch the box all day Morning, night, and noon Never leave the room Dinner on a little tray Couch potato Living on remote control Couch potato VCR's got your soul Couch potato You'll make the reruns of the Brady Bunch That's life. No, 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 no. Mash three times a day. What's Oprah got to say? Gotta leave her for the beat. What's on HBO? Her I'll don't want to know. Check Vanna out before you leave. Couch potato. Couch potato, 
VCR's got your soul Cow's potato The life you're living's pretty sad to me You left your brain somewhere on Channel 3 You vegetated until you're a duck How long you planned to remain a spot You would lose the couch and hit the road Pastor Bob the Tell Like It Is Radio Show. What did you think of that song? Whoa, people are texting me. This is good, Brother Johnson. It goes right along with what I'm saying. D.L. Moody reportedly replied to a critic of his evangelism style that I like my way of doing things more than your way of not doing things. <laughs> Ooh, ouch, ouch. Exactly. Um, Brother Fuller said people who sit home and call themselves spiritual. My question is, what kind of spirits do they attract? Yeah, you, you know, um, home churching is usually creates a bad attitude, but that's a different program for maybe a different day. I'm talking about get involved in an Acts 238 local church. There's a young man that don't think he's listening to me tonight, but he visited our church here a while back. I've always liked this young guy. Or he's not so young anymore, he's in his 40s. But I've known him ever since he's been a kid, and uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't going to church for years. And then when he saw this COVID thing and he realized that we're probably living in the end times, he started tying in to a church online, a really good church, Brother Tony Spells Church. And one day um, this young man visited our church, and we, he and I got to visiting, and I said, Brother Spell would not be on board with you not being part of a local church. And so he tied into a local church where he lives, and uh, he's doing so well spiritually. You know, what, what I'm saying today is that that there is a framework that is set up. Yes, I realize that we can, we can throw out the baby with the bathwater. Bath I realize that we can start elevating the framework more than God. Like I say, don't think that we don't know this, um, we know this, we fight against this, uh, anything can come, become a routine, even an apostolic Pentecostal church, yes, I know that, um, but I'm going to tell you this, the framework of a local church is there to help us seek God first. It's it's there to help us. Like Like, for instance, let me just go through some things. If you live in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, I want to tie you into our church. If you have a love for God, you want to know God. I we have we have a framework set up to help you and your children. We just met a lady here just recently at my nephew's funeral, and um, and she's a, a tattoo artist here in Dickinson. And we were talking to her, and she said, "My daughter wants to go to Sunday school. We've got it." 
every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have got a program to help children get to know God. And while they're doing that, we have adult Bible classes, three of them in our church, uh, two of them that we just split up kind of by alphabet just to keep the classes smaller so there can be some discussion. There's another one that I teach that's a basic Bible class. Our lesson was on prayer today. Uh, in fact, I just really enjoyed teaching it, and I wanted to even talk about it on the radio, but I decided not to. But these, this is set up to help you. We have a Sunday morning uh, service, of, uh, like I say, Sunday school, adult Bible classes from 10 to 11. From 11 to 12, we have a worship service. Uh, these, This is set up so people can seek God first. Um, if you don't have a ride, we'll try to get you a ride. If you want to be used in ministry in our church and you have a car that can hold people, we'll, we'll make you pick up people for church. You know, you don't need a Hoover to, you don't need a halo to run a Hoover. You don't need a, you know, I, I'm just telling you, um, you may not, you know, if you're a brand new person, you may not be preaching on the platform or teaching Sunday school, but if you want to be involved, we, we can facilitate that. We can. You know, um, there's a lady listening to me tonight that every Sunday morning, uh, there's a young girl, a 16-year-old girl that drives to Kildare in her own car and picks up Sister Brett's and brings her to church. See, what, what am I saying? Why did I say it? Well, I'm telling you that local church not only gives you the opportunity to seek God and to learn about God, but it gives you an opportunity to be used by God to do other things. Before our services on Sundays and Wednesdays, for instance. Our church service starts on Sundays at 10, on Wednesdays at 7.30. But a half an hour before those services start, we set aside a time and a special room that we have at our church just to pray for a half an hour. It's about 25 minutes because we... We stop that at about five minutes before the service starts. Like 25 minutes, we set aside a time for prayer. Now, here again, am I saying that's the only time you should pray? Of course not. Of course not. But you see, in a good local church, there is a framework for you to seek after God. To, to, to You're not just out there. You're not just... You're not just um, complaining about why isn't anybody seeking after God, but there's a framework for it. It's very interesting to me how difficult it is for people to get to church a half an hour early to pray together. It's very interesting to me. I'm not like it's not a requirement. I'm not. I don't keep a. I don't keep a track of on a roll. You know. I don't. I don't keep a head count of who is there and who's not. But it's interesting to me to watch people that think they're so busy that they couldn't come to church a half an hour early to pray. Now, many people do, of course, and I'm not here to criticize our local church. But I'm telling you that within any church, there are people that are not taking advantage of the program, and program is a terrible word for this, but but the framework that the local church has tried to set up to help all of us to draw close to God. You know, and so coming to church 
a half an hour before church starts just to gather together. And I, as a pastor, I've asked everybody, come together. let's come together in the prayer room. And people will not do that. There are some people, now many people do, but there are people that just won't do that. See, what I'm saying is, when you're part of a team, get involved. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that even attends our church occasionally. You know, do you believe? Let's let's pray together. Let's bind together. You're going to find a lot of Scripture about people praying together, and you're going to find a lot about Scripture about people praying alone. Both. There's a time to get in your closet, Jesus said, and pray and don't even tell anybody. But then there's a time all through the Bible where people prayed together. And we have set that up in a framework that it won't cost you any extra to come a half an hour early to church to pray together with the rest of us. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? The secret power of of getting on board with a local apostolic church. You're not the Lone Ranger anymore. Now you're part of the army. You're not going to do this alone anymore. You know, during our Sunday mornings, as I mentioned, we incorporate a time to teach the Word of God to all ages. This summer, we have from from ten o'clock to ten from ten o'clock to ten fifty every Sunday morning. We have a children's church that is probably on par to any vacation Bible school going on anywhere. The people that are involved with this are class uh, A, class one A actors and actresses. I mean, they've got this, I mean, there's humor, there's hard-hitting lessons, there's, I mean, it it will keep children's interest from the ages of three all the way to, I mean, most of the adults probably wish they could be in there to see exactly what they do. And your children are sitting at home, and some some of you, you know, you, you just barely make it to a worship service, but you miss Sunday school. How dumb is that? Is that? Did I say that right? Does that mean? I mean, like, you're not putting thought into this. We've already got the program. The plan's already in place. You need to work it. Wow, this time is going so fast tonight. Um, I don't know if I'll get through this all. You know, we, we um, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock till 10.50, Yours truly teaches a basic Bible class that goes through the basic teachings of the Bible. It doesn't cost a penny. And you can be there. It won't cost you a dime. In fact, we'll give you coffee and we'll give you a, a, a cookie. You know, what you, I mean, it not only doesn't cost you anything, but we're going to treat you good. And it's called, a, it's called my basic Bible class Pastor Bob teaches that every Sunday morning, 21 lessons. You can start anywhere in the middle, and and uh, you don't get a diploma at the end, but you will learn what the Scripture teaches about many basic things. See, that's already in place in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can be part of this. You, you keep telling God you want to know Him. You keep telling God you're sorry. You keep telling God that, you know, God, please help me to get with the program. We've got the program. You know, then from 
once that Sunday school and and Bible classes are over at 11 o'clock, every Sunday morning, we have a worship service. I mean, we worship the Lord out loud like the Bible says. We raise our hands. We clap our hands. We sing with a loud voice. We, we Sometimes we shout. Sometimes people get excited and even run the aisles. Sometimes during the worship service, at the people will come to the front and just worship the Lord, bring their children with them. You can be part of this. And I'm going to tell you, when you come to a Pentecostal church, become part of it. Don't just sit there like a bump on the log. You know, there are people, and here again, we I pastor a really good church, but yes, there are people that frustrate me. You know, they come to church, they get nothing out of it, it seems. They sit there with their folded arms. If the minister says, let's stand and worship the Lord, they sit. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. They don't. And you say, well, boy, you sound like you're frustrated, Pastor. Well, as a pastor, I try not to focus on that. But sometimes I can't help but see it. When it comes to worship and coming together to worship the Lord, you're going to get out about as much of it as you put into it. If you just sit there with your critical spirit, that's what you're going to see. Get involved in worship in a church service. We have, we have trained musicians that practice. <coughs> we have worship leaders, praise singers. The only reason for these people being up there is to help us to enter into the presence of the Lord because that's how we enter into his presence. Come before his presence with singing. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Let me tell you this. Anybody can become a worship leader in our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickens. Anybody. Your first time in church, you can become a worship leader. You say, well, how's that? By just worshiping. Because it's contagious. Some people think the worship leader is up there trying to cheerleader everybody into worship. That doesn't work. Worship is the only way to help other people worship because it's a contagious attitude. And when you come to a Pentecostal church and you're not even up on the platform, but you're sitting out in the congregation and you begin to worship the Lord with your whole heart, you will impact the service. You might be 10 years old and you can change the entire Pentecostal service by worship at 10 years old. You can be the worship leader. Shut your cell phone off when you come to the Pentecostal church. Just shut it off. Leave it in the car. And for just two hours of your life, for Sunday school and worship, maybe two and a half hours, immerse yourself in church. You know, and then we, on Sunday mornings during a worship service, we have somebody, a lot of times it's me, Preaching the Word of God. Let's get involved with the preacher. Uh, Don't miss the cues. What do I mean by that? Here again, we're working as a team. And so now we're in the part of the service where somebody's preaching the Word of God. Pay attention to what they're saying. 
listen. You know, there, there's it's many times. There's a uh, a little boy that comes to our church. His name is um, Mira. And Mira, if I say, everybody say this, I want everybody to repeat this. Many times Mira says it louder, and he's only whatever he is, like 10 or 8. He says it louder than anybody. You know why? Because he's involved. I mean, when I'm when I'm preaching, little Mira's eyes are on me, and he's waiting to get involved. I know he's just a kid, and maybe he doesn't understand everything, but what could it hurt for you to get involved in the worship? What could it hurt for you to get involved in the preaching? Like, what could it hurt for you to stand to your feet when you agree with the preacher and say, that's a good point, I agree with that? Don't be a pew pew potato. (laughs) I wrote a song called Pew Potato once. It really was a dud, get it? Or was that a spud? Well, anyway, I wrote a song called Pew Potato. Is anybody listening out there? Text me, 701-290-7862. Are you listening tonight? I got some people texting me. You know, uh, maybe you got mad at me already. (laughs) I I don't know. But, you know, let's raise our hands. The preacher said, let's worship the Lord. Go ahead and worship the Lord. So I'm not going to do it just because he said so. Why not? I mean, what what could it hurt you? I was up in Minot one time at our Minot church, and there was a man preaching there named Joel Booker, and he was talking about worship. And it was really good. And he was, he, I mean, it was kind of fun. You know, he was talking about worship and it's good for your cardiovascular system. I mean, some of it was just kind of fun. And then he, then he also talked about other things in worship. He talked about just, you know, just, um, some of the things in the spirit that happened. Well, anyway, he's speaking away and our Minot church is a worshiping church, but it did, in my opinion, it didn't seem like they were really getting with him. Now, I want to say this as a as just to give you a background. Pastor Bob is not super demonstrative. Now, if the preacher says, clap your hands, I'll clap my hands. If the preacher says, let's raise our hands, I raise my hands. Um, you know, and, and I worship the Lord. You don't have to tell me to worship the Lord. I do. But I'm not, like, demonstrative. I don't scream and hang from the chandeliers usually. But this preacher, Joel Booker, in our Minot Church, he was had been preaching on worship quite a while, and then he he said something like this. He said, somebody ought to just run the aisles. And he was kind of looking over my direction when he said it. And I'm not a guy that runs the aisles. Now, if you are listening to me and you go to the Catholic Church, you don't know what that means. But sometimes people, when they get excited about uh, whether it's the preaching or the worship, they'll just take off and do a lap around the church. They just run the aisles. That's kind of a Pentecostal tradition. It's exciting. It really is. I mean, it, it just... It kind of, and that's contagious too. Somebody else might do it. Well, anyway, this Joel Booker goes, somebody ought to just run the aisles. And he was kind of looking over my direction. And then he said this, what would it hurt? (laughs) Well, when he said that, this old guy, you know, I'm not that old, but I jumped up and I took off and ran a lap around the church. Well, that's what the preacher was looking for, folks. He wanted us to end the service and worship. And so I just took a lap around the church, and the service ended. People began to worship the Lord. What could it hurt? 
Yvonne said she's never heard the song Pew Potato before. Uh, it's a song, Sister Yvonne, I wrote years ago, just talking about people that just sit there. Instead of couch potato, it's you're a pew potato. You're sitting on a church pew. It's not like you stink. You're church, sitting on a, a pew potato. You know, you're, you know, don't let the don't let a rock take your place. Part of the song says. So so anyway, um, be in, be part of the preaching of the word of God, and then uh, in Pentecostal churches, many times, not all the time, but many times on Sundays or Wednesdays, there'll be a call for prayer after the service, at the end of the preaching. Not all the time, not in our church every service, but mostly every Sunday. There'll be a time, let's gather up front and let's pray. There'll be a call to the sinner, a call to the visitor. Um, Come and dedicate your life to the Lord. And that same call is many times for the rest of the church to gather around and to find somebody to pray with and pray for. You say, well, that's that's not me. I, I just can't do that. Why can't you? Like, what what would it hurt for you to do that? I mean, what what could it hurt? You know, this this um, topic tonight, what I'm saying is, as a team, in the local church, there is a, there is a, uh, there is a framework set up, and all of it is set up for us to seek God. That's why it's set up. Not the only time in the week you do it. It's not the only time in the week you should worship. It's not the only time in the week you should look at your Bible. It's not the only time in the week you should pray. You critics, I I answered all your criticisms. But at the end of a Pentecostal service, there's a time to pray with the visitors. Uh, You might see a visitor just sitting back in the pew, doesn't know what to do, never been to a Pentecostal church before. You can walk up to them and say, can I pray with you? (coughs) It's a team. Not only are we coming to, to be discipled, not only are we coming to help the people we're witnessing to become discipled, but it's also a soul-saving station. And then, you know what? Who knows? You could start something, too. I mean, like, like who does lead the worship service? Is it the musicians or the, the altar service? No, it's the, it's the prayers. It's the intercessors. You know, there are people that are gifted with praying with people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the local church facilitates that. What better time to pray with somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit while there's there's good Pentecostal worship and music going on, they're in a church full of people that are seeking God, the presence of God is near, and now you walk up to somebody and begin to pray with them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Going to church is a good place to get baptized in the name of Jesus. Yes, if you're the Ethiopian eunuch, you you know you'll maybe come to some water in the middle of the desert. We take that you know variable out. We got water, we have water in our church. If somebody's ready to be baptized in Jesus name and they're and they're qualified to be baptized in Jesus name, we can do it. Then after the whole church service is over, we have a time for fellowship. 
a time for you to make friends with people, a time for community, a time, you know, our church, no matter what time we get out, we don't get out. People don't leave. Some people do, but many people just sit around and visit, stand around and visit. Uh, children be, play, you know, sometimes they get in trouble, you know, they're children, um, you know, but, but, you know, many children are not spiritual, but they love to come to church because that's where their friends are. Now, I know that's not spiritual, and I know you can criticize that, but your kids are going to make friends somewhere. And during this time, it's a time to reach out to the visitors at church. There were 15, I think, 15 visitors today in church. <clears throat> if that's all, if you didn't know what else to do for a ministry, if that's all you did for ministry was just, there's a guy listening to me right now named Ben Lee. I don't think he ever let, he preached in our church service today. I don't know if he ever let a visitor get out without getting to meet him. And many times, Ben would and his wife Deanne would invite these people over to their home during the week. You see, you critics, you spiritual critics out there that say you don't need a local church or you find fault with a local church, I really think you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because it's a framework. It's a framework. We set aside a place. We set aside time for God to move. In our local church, not only do we have a Sunday service and a Wednesday service, we have a men's Bible study. every every um, Our church, every Friday morning at 6 a.m. at the church. Just a simple, kind of hard-hitting Bible study. There's usually something to eat there, some, some coffee. Um, you can be part of that. We've got a new couple coming to our church, and... Uh, Man, they just jumped in. Like they, their first Sunday was last Sunday, and since then they were to our service Wednesday. He was to our men's Bible study Friday, and and now they were both at our service this Sunday. We have once a month we have the ladies get together for prayer meeting, and a, a, a speaker, a lady will speak on a topic, and then a time of just fellowship. Many of the husbands and fathers will babysit their kids, and the moms and the girls and the ladies can just have a day out and uh, and just be around each other. It's something you can invite your neighbor to. You see, that's going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. We have, we have a prison ministry that you can eventually get involved with. We have church camps that we promote. This, this uh, weekend, my wife and I are going to take a, a van load of young people to a, a church camp by up on Park River, North Dakota. It's a long ways away. It's not convenient. Yes, I'm busy. But you know what? I, I want these young people. I told, usually we draw the line at 12, but I said, if you're just about 12, you can go. And I know there's three 11-year-olds that really are excited about hoping their parents, they're hoping their parents will let them go. You know, um, but and there's more. I mean, we can teach you to be a Bible study teacher. We can teach you to be a home Bible study teacher. You can take this Acts 2.38 message, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can be a home Bible study teacher, and we'll teach you how to be a teacher. 
you know, I'm I'm putting a plug in for our local church tonight. And if you don't live here, we can find you a good Pentecostal church wherever you live or close to where you live. <coughs> you see, being part of a local church is a key to Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's why we do it. And with all of its faults and with all of its failures and with all all of the things that you could criticize about belonging to a local church, it's still better than what you're doing. You know, I, I was talking to a man one time, and he uh, he was a man that had just graduated from the drug treatment program called Teen Challenge. They were attending a church in Bismarck, but he told me, our church that I attend does not stress the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm thinking of bringing people down, my friends down to your church, because I know you believe in it. See, that's part of a local Acts 2.38 church. We will pray with you if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We will baptize you in the name of Jesus. We will help you to repent. We, we will help you to pray. We can't do it for you. You've got to do it yourself. But we'll be there to help you, to be with you. You know, and and there's just so much more. I mean, so much it seems like I'm not even going to get to. But like like there there you can you know, uh being part of a local church team is being part of of holiness and and righteousness and and uh and examining helping each other to you know, the peer pressure to live a holy life. You know, I watch t- sometimes parents that won't get on board with that in, in our local church over the years I've seen it. They fight against the direction of the team in holiness. And the damage it does to their children is incredible. You know, they'll, they'll say things to their children like, oh, you better not do that because Pastor Simons is against it. And they make me into some kind of bad guy that they grow up just disrespecting because Pastor Simons is saying they can't have any fun. Rather than being part of the team and teaching their children why we believe what we believe. You know, if if you don't if you don't want, you know, to be part of church leadership someday, you don't want to be a teacher or what about belonging to our local church and shoveling the sidewalk, pulling the weeds? Like, whose building is it anyway? Do you think Do you think Pastor Bob Simons owns that beautiful building at 501 Elks Drive? Do you think I, that's mine? It's not. I don't own it. It's our church's building. It's somebody's ministry to take care of it. What can I do, Pastor, to help with this building? Or better yet, just open your eyes and start doing it. I mean, you can just see it. You know, um, are you taking full advantage? Are you taking, getting the full benefit of the local church? Or are you just showing up late every once in a while? You know, you know, we 
I know, and I, I, I don't know why I'm saying it again. I understand that you can belong to a church and not be spiritual. I get that. But I'm going to tell you this. The framework is there for us to get involved, get right in the middle of what God's doing. It, it really is. Well, Pastor Bob's the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. been plugging the church for the last hour. I want you to come and visit us, 501 Elks Drive. Next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We uh, would love to have you come and visit us. We have churches throughout this area. We have a church on well, Sunday. Excuse me, Sunday we have church at 10 here in, in Dickinson. And then on Tuesday nights we have a, a uh, midweek service in Beach, and we also that's at seven thirty. We have they have a Sunday service at ten. We also in Bowman, North Dakota, we have a midweek service on Wednesday nights at seven thirty, and they have a ten thirty service on Sunday. We have a, a, a church in Beulah, where some of my family belongs to that church. My son-in-law is the pastor there. We have a church in Bismarck, Mandan, Newtown, uh, Williston. You know, so we have churches all over this area, Minot. Um, so all over this western, southwestern part of North Dakota, there are Pentecostal churches. We're planning on starting a lot more. Um, but for that to happen, you're going to have to get involved. You're, you're going to have to get involved. You know, this, um, this, this message tonight is is i'm just telling you for you that are frustrated because you can't seem to get right with god but you're not involved in your local church um you you know get involved in your local church i mean is it making sense to you I, i you know one of the things i love about radio is um is that i have no idea who i'm speaking to I could be speaking to some pew potatoes that go to our church. That's possible. I I could be speaking to people that have a love for Jesus that haven't tied into a church. Uh, never really thought about it before. I could be speaking to backsliders here today that are wondering how they can get right with God. You know, I, I could, there just all kinds of things, all kinds of people that I could be speaking to today. But I'm telling you, this program tonight, is about get involved in your local church. And if you live in Dickinson, get involved at the New Life Pentecostal Church. I want you there. I was just talking to our pastor, Pastor uh, Joe Hostetler, in Beach, North Dakota, which is a beautiful little town. Somebody, another pastor from Beach told him that only 30% of the people in Beach, which is just a little town, only 30% belong to a church. Isn't that something, if that's true? You'd think Beach would have 70%. You'd think New York City would have 20%. But people, you know, you want to get close to God. we got a way for you to do it. We've got the plan. we got the program. Um, you, know, you, you know, we are the, the weight watchers of Matthew 6.33, you know. I mean, like, you know, some people can't lose weight until they join a group. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You're not going to really get anywhere with God until you're part of a group. That's just the way it works. Well, Lord, we just pray for our listening audience tonight. I ask you to help them. Lord, you know I'm reaching for a certain 
group tonight, but maybe a couple different groups. But I just pray, God, that you will help them, God, to, to latch into what I'm saying. I know we could have went through a lot of Scripture, Lord. There's so many things about this in the New Testament. But I pray, God, that you just help us to realize that if, if we don't tie into a local group of believers faithfully and get involved, that we're really never going to get anywhere spiritually. I just pray that you'll help us tonight. In Jesus' name. Well, you got to make up your mind if you're going to be anything for God. I'll end with that song. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, good night. God bless you.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.